What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone, to Housewives Happy Hour. I'm starting with Beverly Hills today. So if you're an OG Housewife fan like me and you remember from the first season of Beverly Hills, the infamous psychic, um, Allison Dubois, oh my God, I don't know how to say her last name, Allison, Um, (laughs) she appeared recently on David Yontef's Behind the Velvet Rope podcast where she made some pretty bold claims about uh, Kyle as well as the rest of the cast of Beverly Hills. And, um, you know, just to jog your memory, during the episode Dinner Party from Hell, Allison puffed on her e-cigarette and sipped an oversized martini while claiming that Kyle's husband, Mauricio, would never emotionally fulfill her. Um, Fast forward to 2022, and Allison still stands by her 2010 claims about Kyle and the Beverly Hills cast. She explained that in 2020, she came out with a book titled Love Can't Tell Time, Why Love Never Dies, which reignited the drama between her and Kyle. She said on the podcast, I had come out with this book, which is my sixth, and it's got me and my husband on the cover, and I had posted it on my Instagram. And it was just a date night we had, and a friend of ours snapped a picture of him kissing me. So I thought that's the perfect... um, That's perfect for this, because it's about love stories, soulmates, you know, and when one dies how the other can move through their grief. She also said, and Kyle messaged me on my Instagram and said, yeah, I saw your book cover. So does your husband emotionally fulfill you? And she said, yes, Kyle, for the record, excuse me, he emotionally fulfills me every day of my life. Thank you for caring. (laughs) Allison insists that she didn't respond to Kyle and instead just blocked her on Instagram and said, it's like, I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm not on the show. I don't have to deal with it. I live in a whole other space in my life than to go tit for tat with Real Housewives. She also said, it was like 11 years later. I'm still taking up space in your head, really? Um, she also said would, um, it was because it would be like having a fight with a 13-year-old eighth grader who thinks her boyfriend's better than yours. And said, I will take up free rent in that woman's head for the rest of her life because she knows what I said is true or it wouldn't bother her as much. Um <laughs> Allison went on to call Kyle rude, demanding, and angry before adding that the um, that Kyle has a toxic energy that permeates. She also said that she needs to be loved by fans and that the entire cast of Beverly Hills acts like they never left high school. She said they may have children, but they've got arrest they've got arrested development. Money is their focus. I mean, definitely some interesting uh, takes there on Real Housewives. Listen, I don't think that Kyle really. I mean, obviously her and Mauricio have been together for years and years, so I, I don't think that it really bothers her um, what Allison said. I think it's just kind of comical at this point that it's become so iconic, you know, that she said, you know, your husband will never emotionally fulfill you. It's like, okay, well, clearly, you know, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it would be funny to share that with you guys. So according to Radar Online. Erica and Tom's former Pasadena mansion has officially sold and has been sold as part of the 
um, involuntary bankruptcy. So the trustee overseeing Tom's Chapter 7 bankruptcy case recently informed the court that Jun Tao and Peng Tao have offered to buy the property for $7.5 million. The new owners have sworn under penalty of perjury that they have no affiliation with Thomas Girardi, his bankruptcy estate, or the bankruptcy trustee. The funds will reportedly go directly to Tom's victims. Over the last year, numerous victims have claimed that Tom and his law firm owe them millions. So, um, I mean, I don't really know how they disperse that. I don't know who it goes to first. I don't really know what, you know, what the situation is with that, but I guess that that is pretty good. Um, that house seems like it would be worth a lot more than 7 million. I know 7 million is, you know, still a lot of money, but the way that that house seemed, I just would think that it would go for more, but I don't know. I'm not a real estate agent, but yeah. So former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Camille Grammer, is calling out Lisa Rinna's hypocrisy following um, not this finale episode, but the week before that, um, the episode of the show. Uh, Bravo posted a teaser on their Instagram between Lisa and Kathy where um, Rinna and, you know, they were going back and forth and Rinna said, oh, we're going there. Everything comes to a head on Beverly Hills tonight is what they had posted. Um, in the clip, Lisa confronts Kathy about her meltdown in Aspen. Kathy um, saying that Kathy had some sort of psychotic break and that she needs therapy to heal her black heart full of hate and find out why she goes to such a dark place. Kathy apologizes and notes that Lisa can also be unkind. As we have seen on the past, Camille agreed that Lisa can be unkind and referenced her attacks on former co-star Kim Richards, Lisa Vanderpump, and Denise Richards. Um, Camille said, what made Rinna go to that place? Hmm, let's ask at Denise Richards or Kim. The hypocrisy of it all being pushed by some of these ladies. Truth. Um, she also went on to share more of her feelings on Twitter and said, so what if Kathy lost her temper around these ladies? Who hasn't on Beverly Hills, especially when you're being gaslit by some of the ladies? Uh, some of her other comments below were, uh, someone said, Rinna has witnessed one Kathy blow up in the 30 year of friendship and is telling her she needs professional help and that she has a black heart. Meanwhile, others like Erica blow up on the regular and they just move on. Rinna clearly is milking it for the storyline and Camille said, I agree. Um, sorry about the dogs barking. Um, Andy just said on Radio Andy that he had a conference call with the housewife that he's trying to get back on one of the cities. Wonder who it could be. And someone said, please, God, hope it's Camille. And she said, my guess would either be Kim, Denise, or LVP. And she said, it's not me. Um, definitely interesting to hear Camille's takes. I mean, look, I've always thought Camille was kind of a disaster on Twitter. But I got to say, I do agree with her on some points. So I don't know. I mean, I, this, I don't think that Camille should come back on the show. But I'm just saying, I, you know, I do agree with her on certain points. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk in the press over these last couple weeks about what actually went down in Aspen. And while we probably will never know what actually went down in Aspen, Kyle and Sutton are shutting down some of the most outrageous rumors that have come to light uh, following that meltdown. So after Kathy's meltdown in Aspen, reports started to emerge that, um, or about what Kathy did and what she said. One report claimed that Kathy allegedly called Sutton's assistant the F word um, and not, you know... Uh, it you know the homophobic slur that's that's the word I'm talking about. Another report claimed that Kathy got into a heated exchange of words with the staffer at the Caribou Club. Kathy allegedly screamed about white privilege and told the employee to back off. Now, um, months later, Kyle and Sutton are setting the record straight on the Beverly Hills after show. 
Kyle said, while I was filming in Georgia, I was sort of getting updates from all of the women about what was going on. And then I started reading lies in the tabloids. The things online that were uh, said, claiming my sister said, were not said. She then admitted that Kathy's outburst was aimed at her for the most part and said it was directed towards me. I mean, some people were saying she said something about Sutton's assistant, um, noting that one report claimed Kathy got into it with Sutton's assistant when he was moving luggage. And she also said he wasn't even in Aspen. Sutton, who was filming um, the after show segment with Garcelle, chimed in saying, one, Josh, my assistant, who actually has a bigger job than that, but I do like having him around. Josh was not in Aspen. He was never there. Garcelle said, not at all. And then Sutton said, so that can be squashed. Kyle also noted, it's one thing to say what really happened and another for people to be creating and inventing things that my sister said that could be very damaging and actually aren't true. So that really was stressful. And I really had to just forget about what happened with my sister and all the ladies and get up and do my job every day. I had dialogue to remember. Um, I know there's a lot of accounts out there that are claiming that, yes, there was you know, a homophobic slur said, or, you know, whatever. Um, and if you're asking me if I believe it, I really truthfully don't know what to believe only because I think I've said this before. Actually, I know I've said this before. We all were not there. So we literally have no idea what happened. And so it's funny because I see all this stuff on Instagram about how, you know, um, certain people are like, oh, I'm talking to somebody who was there that night and they said this and it's like, you know, I, how am I supposed to know that? You know, it's just, it's, um, it, it's all hearsay at this point. It's similar thing to what, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to ramble at this point, but I'm just going to say, I, we really do not know what happened. And so we can't sit here and say that she said something that she didn't or whatever. I mean, we, we just don't know. On a recent episode of Beverly Hills, Crystal made it clear that she believes Kathy over Lisa when it comes to the drama in Aspen. Crystal said in her confessional, Kathy said, look, I might have lost my temper. I was really upset at my sister. And the Beverly Hills producer then asked, so Kathy didn't say anything to you about an epic meltdown using specific language, talking shit about everyone within the group or and Crystal replied, no, Kathy never said any of that. The same producer then asked, who do you believe or not believe? And Crystal said, right now, I believe Kathy. Uh, as this clip made its way around social media, Lisa took it upon herself to call out Crystal for knowing the truth and choosing to lie. And while Rinna is blocked um, on my social media, I cannot see any of her stuff. Of course, I have the screenshots here from various Bravo accounts. Uh, she shared a photo on her Instagram story um, with, you know, it's the face of her smiling at Kathy. Uh, <laughs> very uh, coyly, I guess you could say. Um, and she said, um, the look you give when you've held their feet to the fire and they admitted to a lot of what they had done, but not all of it. She then took aim at Crystal directly and said, Crystal was helping me take Kathy Hilton out of the Caribou Club. Crystal was the one who called the Sprinter van. She ended up calling me on our way out and saying, go ahead, take Kathy because she could not get her coat from the coat check in time. And I was wearing my coat and we were trying to get Kathy Hilton out as quickly as possible. Funny how Crystal is admitting all of that, just keeping it real peeps. Oddly enough, Crystal admitted all this on the recent episode of The After Show. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what Rinna was calling out there. I, I don't understand because Crystal wasn't really denying the fact that something had happened. She was denying the fact of the the fact that, you know, of all the stuff that was said, basically. Um, Lisa didn't stop there. She then shared more times that she kept it real on the show. 
She also defended going after Kim Richards for attacking her husband, Harry. This comes up because Kathy called Lisa out during this last week's episode of Beverly Hills for being unkind to her sister, Kim, in the past. And she said, and yeah, if you come for my husband, I will go ballistic on you every single time. Um, she also says she vows to continue to always expose the truth. The truth will always come out, so you might as well just be honest from the start. If you don't want anyone to find out, don't do it. Um... I feel like I've shared my piece on all this, so I'm going to move on, but uh, I just wanted to share all that with you. Despite the amount of hate that Rena continues to be getting on social media, turns out that she does have a few friends left in the <laughs> in the world. Um, actress and Bravo supervan Rebecca uh, Roman, Ro- Roman, married to Jerry O'Connell, uh, <laughs> was on Watch What Happens Live alongside her husband, Jerry O'Connell, and during the appearance, a fan asked Rebecca her thoughts on Lisa's recent social media antics and the claim that she's the LeBron James of Real Housewives. Um, A fan asked, what are your thoughts on Lisa Rinna's recent social media activity, and do you agree to her referring to herself as the LeBron James of Housewives? And Rebecca said, whoa, I think she's a very, very solid cast member, and sometimes I can't tell if she's exaggerating certain things. Like, I don't know about the Kathy Hilton meltdown and her take on that. I love Lisa Rinna so much, and I know her personally, but I can't assess her take on certain things, but I do think she's a solid, solid cast member. I adore her. Um, I mean, that doesn't really give us her take on her social media antics, um, but I mean, basically saying that she's a good friend and whatever, so (laughs) interesting. And of course, fans are still talking about how idiotic it is for Rena to call herself the LeBron James of Housewives. And I don't really think that anybody was kind of laughing at that joke. I think they were kind of taking her seriously. And of course, Rena has responded to the, um, the fandoms, uh, <laughs> coming for her. Uh, she said, why can't anybody laugh anymore? Why can't anybody take a joke? Y'all are so fucking serious. Y'all need to go and have fun. Go dance, go have a cocktail or two or five. Just do something fun for yourself and laugh at it all. We are making a TV show. Get over your overly offended selves. I need a drink and a Xanax, and so do all of you. Um, you know, I think the reason that people get so annoyed with her on social media is because she'll say something like this, but then she'll hold Kathy to the stake for something that she may or may not have said. And, um, you know, I, you know, is it all for the TV show? Probably. I <laughs> mean... Uh, I definitely feel like we've been getting a little bit of overacting from the cast of Beverly Hills lately, but, um, I don't know. Like, I think that's one of the things, cause I, I do think Rena is a solid housewife. I mean, she's been a solid housewife for years. That's why she's kept her job on the show. I've always admired her keeping it real. Um, but there's a difference in keeping it real and just now perpetuating all this drama, like on social media and just being flat out annoying, um, saying stuff like I'm the LeBron James of housewives um, and then, you know, having a reaction like this when fans take you seriously, it's just kind of bizarre to me. Like, it's like, why do we have to keep going back and forth with her? Why can't we all have her, our opinion and she has hers and she doesn't have to call us out every single time we have an opinion. Um, it's kind of funny because she literally comments on every little thing that somebody has to say about her. And it's like, why can't you just be like Erica and just, you know, like hardly go on social media, post like a random picture of yourself half naked. I mean, it's like no one wants to know what you think of every little thing. That's just my opinion. So I was watching the Beverly Hills after show and I wanted to point out something that I thought was kind of interesting because I feel like we've been starting to see 
Sutton and Erica kind of getting to some sort of common ground. And I don't know if you guys have noticed that too, but I've noticed them fighting less and less. And even, you know, with that whole Popeye's lunch that they had, I thought that was really nice. Um, on a, the recent episode of the after show, Sutton makes it clear that she will never be friends with Erica. To start, she explains why she went to Erica's hair extension event and invited Erica to her house for fried chicken and champagne, despite Erica's lack of support for her boutique, The Sutton Concept. So Sutton said, When I came into this group of women, I truly came in after my divorce. It had been a few years and it took me a while to pick myself up. I was inspired by this group of ladies. Everyone had a business, was working, and we were all supporting each other. It was very inspiring and I remembered that. And I thought, I'm going to Erica's hair extension event, even if there's a beef, because it's the right thing to do. She also noted several of the ladies in the group, including Erica, failed to support her business endeavors, including her cashmere and caviar event over the past year. She also points out that the ladies didn't support Garcelle's book launch at all. She said, I did a very big thing this year with my cashmere line, and I did not have all the ladies' support. I did not. And Garcelle did not have all the support for her book. Despite this, Sutton still attempted to pull, uh, put her and Erica's issues behind them. Meanwhile, Erica insists that she wants peace with Sutton in hopes that they can move on with their relationship. Erica said in the after show, I went there with an open heart and we attempted to connect and I went over with an open heart and an open mind. I have to move on with my life and I have more on um, and I have to move on with the relationships that I have in this group of women. I don't know what is going to happen, but truly in my heart of hearts, I want peace I want a resolution. A lot of hurtful things have been said between the two of us. I'm a fighter. I fight back, but I don't want this. I don't seek this sort of animosity. I want peace within my life and within this group of women. Erica is waiting uh, to see how long the peace lasts between Sutton and her. And Sutton, on the other hand, isn't ready for a friendship with Erica. She said, I can't let it go and I don't trust her. You try having someone say that they played you and then call you a terrible name. How do you move on from that ever? Do I enjoy her sometimes? Like her company is quite funny. Um, I don't wish her harm, but she's not a friend. She never will be. I just thought that was kind of interesting because I feel like why have her over for like this Popeye's lunch and, you know, why put this? I don't know. It just seems really fake to me then if you if you're saying that you'll never be friends with her, um, which is funny because I actually do feel like in certain ways they're a lot alike. Um, Erica's a lot more established with her words, I think, or she's better at choosing her words than Sutton. Um, but, you know, they're. They're both, um, they handle certain situations um, kind of similarly. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's all for Beverly Hills. It's kind of been slowing down with the press since the season is pretty much over and BravoCon is gearing up. Um, the reunion trailer was released and my God, if you have not seen it, please head to my Instagram and watch it because holy shit. Um so late Thursday afternoon, Bravo finally dropped the trailer for the season 12 reunion, and it featured a showdown of all the showdowns between Kathy and Rinna. Kathy let it be known that everything isn't hunky-dory when she laid into Lisa at the reunion and said, you are the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. Um, she also added, maybe you wanted it on camera because your contract was coming up, hinting at the reasoning behind Lisa going after her towards the end of the season following the meltdown in Aspen. Kathy said she, um, or I'm sorry, Kathy added fuel to the fire when she brought up Lisa's past feuds with her sister Kim and former OG Lisa Vanderpump. She said, you fight with everybody, what you did to my sister and you drove Lisa Vanderpump off the show. I mean, the list can go on and on. Meanwhile, Lisa stood her ground and doubled down on her previous claim that she had PTSD from Kathy's tirade. She said, I was fucking abused by Kathy Hilton. 
The drama between her sister and good friend took a toll on Beverly Hills OG Kyle, who seems to have spent most of the reunion in tears and said, I'm really not okay right now. I don't want to sit here for a toast. Can I leave? Um, definitely looks dro jaw dropping and insane. Um, I have been thinking about doing a reunion, uh, reaction podcast. So I'll post a poll on my Instagram to see if y'all would be interested in that to hear my take on it. Otherwise I might skip, but, um, it would be kind of fun to, uh, listen and react with y'all. And then you guys can hear my take on it. Moving on over to Jersey, Teresa was recently on an appearance or on an episode of Tamara and Teddy's podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, which I listened to, where she was asked uh, which former Real Housewife of New Jersey that she would bring back on the show if she could. And shockingly, I was actually shocked by this. She said Danielle. And uh, <laughs> if you're an OG fan like me, I mean, I don't know, y'all. I mean, I just think Danielle is kind of a hot mess. And I, I mean, she's great TV. I'll give her that. But I was not expecting Teresa to say that, first of all. And as for why she would bring back Danielle, she said, um, you know who I thought made amazing TV? And I keep saying it, even though I don't know why she threw me under the bus, since I kind of brought her back on the show. Danielle, stop. Um, so she started in the first season, first two seasons of Jersey, and then she left the show ahead of season three and returned as a friend of the Housewives for season eight through ten. While Danielle and Teresa initially had a rocky relationship during the first two seasons of the show, they eventually made amends and became close friends, so much so that Teresa was a bridesmaid in Danielle's wedding to her now ex-husband, Marty. Their friendship ultimately ended during season 10 of Jersey when Danielle revealed that Teresa encouraged her to pull Marge's ponytail, and Teresa was pissed with Danielle over the accusation and chose to end her friendship with Danielle. And since their friendship fallout, Danielle has made some wild claims about Teresa, including that she once lived in a trailer and that she stabbed her with a fork. So, um, listen, I think it would definitely make for great TV. And if Teresa's in for it, I'm in for it. Okay. So bring her back. Bravo. Do what you got to do. <laughs> so it was previously reported that, um, the New Jersey cast, um, the source close to the Jersey cast told life and style magazine that Teresa gave Bravo an ultimatum when it comes to Melissa's role within the franchise after filming wrapped for season 13 and Teresa set the record straight on her podcast namaste bitches and said that's not true i'm not that person i would never be demanding anything because if you act that cocky bravo's going to tell you go take a hike and she also noted that she's very professional and would never threaten to quit the show unless someone was fired she said ask all bravo executives i'm very professional i'm not a diva i'm a hard worker i don't act cocky i know i'm the og but i don't act that way i'm very humble i'm very down to earth um, I, I can picture this. I don't picture her really being demanding. So when I did hear the ultimatum rumors, I didn't really believe it, to be honest. So Teresa recently chatted with Us Weekly and dished on what fans can expect from season 13. And when it comes to the upcoming season, Teresa says that fans will learn that ultimately, oh, what ultimately caused her to fall out with Melissa and Joe. She said, it's going to blow your minds away. It's very sad. People thought a certain way about me. And then they're going to be like, wow, we were so wrong. I think when you watch the season, you'll see that I kept my mouth shut a lot over 10 years. Don't forget, my parents were around back then, so I tried to keep the peace for a long time. And you know, somebody could only take so much for so long. It's not happening anymore. I think everybody's going to be blown away. And she admits that reliving her drama with Joe and Melissa on Jersey will be sad. She ultimately has no regrets about cutting them out of her life. She says, I'm totally fine with it. Totally fine. I got taken advantage of for so long. 
for um, over 10 years, I got taken advantage of. And finally, um, Louis came into my life and it was like, that's not going to happen anymore. I think everyone is going to see the truth of everything that's really been happening. I'm really like a fun person in my life. There's no drama, no drama at all. I wake up happy every day and I have really good energy. Um, I I don't want to talk about it too much because it hasn't happened yet. But um, you, I mean, you guys know how I feel about this whole sibling rivalry thing. So Let's wait and see what happens when it airs, but definitely interesting to hear Teresa's take on it right now. Moving on over to OC, just a few quick things to share. It's actually been kind of quiet over in OC. The storylines have been really kind of kept under wraps, unlike some of these other franchises. Um, Heather Dubrow is closing the door on rumors that she is skipping out on filming for season 17 um, over allegations that her husband Terry is cheating. So it was previously reported that there was a blind item from Des Moines um, circulating on social media that claims that Terry's affair will be exposed during season 17. The, um, the blind item said this housewife has not been seen filming with her colleagues for weeks. Word on the street is her husband's affair surfaced and we know who is not afraid to air it all out. The message mentioned Fancy Pants, which is Heather's nickname on OC, and many fans believe that this blind item is allegedly about Heather and Terry. Bravo Housewives Instagram page on Instagram shared Des Moines post, which is when Heather caught wind of the rumor and Heather commented on the post and shut down the rumor mill on its track saying, this is not true on any level. Um, I actually don't believe that at all. I don't really know where that came from. I feel like some people just submit these blind items and it's like completely just to stir social media and try to get people to talk. So I completely don't believe any of that. Something pretty interesting that I wanted to share, if you're a Vicky fan, um, Vicky was recently spotted grabbing lunch with Tamara and Shannon, and while no cameras could be seen in the photos, eyewitnesses insist that Bravo cameras were rolling at the event. And um, Vicky hasn't officially been asked back by Orange County, but she will be appearing on the upcoming 17th season of the show, according to Radar Online. A source told the gossip outlet that Vicky was brought in to film this lunch scene uh, with Tamara and Shannon to shake up a slow season. Um, I don't feel like the season is going to be slow because I keep hearing all this stuff. Um, I, I mean, not there's not a lot of stuff out there, but I keep hearing, you know, of some interesting things that are happening. And so um, <laughs> I don't think that the season's going to be slow. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but um, it would be nice to have a little Vicky cameo in there. I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't Vicky fans, but I know that there are a lot of people who are Vicky fans. So this could be good or bad news for you. I don't know what it is for you, but um, for me, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's great to see the three of them getting along and um, having lunch together. It's definitely going to bring back some nostalgia for an OC, I think. Moving on over to Potomac. Season 7 is starting uh, this upcoming Sunday, I believe. And uh, just one quick thing to share that happened really recently. Uh, Mia and her husband Gordon are learning the hard way that family and money do not mix. Uh, she released a statement on her Instagram claiming that Gordon's brother revoked their access to their company's bank account and robbed us of everything we own. So I have this statement right here to share with you guys. Pray for our family. Gordon's brother, who he trusted to support and carry on the family legacy, has recently revoked his access to the company bank account while we were out of country. I've since learned that my salary will no longer continue past this next payroll cycle due to my unwavering loyalty to Gordon. The thought that the person who Gordon selected to run our empire and who he thought would be the one to care for me and the kids has now manipulated their organizational structure and robbed us of everything we own. 
Gordon and I built this company from the ground up and brought on family members since 2013. Never would we think that after a decade of building, generational wealth and opportunities would end up being taken from us overnight. If you can't trust family, who can you trust? My heart is completely empty. And in the caption of the post, Mia continued her statement saying, Sorry, love's been going through it. Life at times feels impossible. At the joint Kairos, um, I'm not giving up on you all. I will fight this fight and regain my power. She continued by saying, Just want to let you all know because I love seeing our Potomac fans in our offices, but I won't be running into you all for a bit. I don't even feel comfortable recommending you continue to visit without having a direct influence on the operations. Although, please know I will forever value you and I appreciate your love and support. I've never experienced such pain. I practically birthed these clinics, so I'm feeling defeated right now. God has been preparing me for the ultimate fight of my life. Um, and she said, I just can't give up now. I've come too far. A relative of Mia's then commented, but you won't tell the whole truth, though. Um, and then Mia replied, what's the whole truth, Brittany? You know your granddad and aunts and uncles would not own medical offices if it weren't for Gordon. Let's start there. Secondly, what am I leaving out? I would love to know. She then elaborated in another comment saying, like what? Gordon is fast and ambitious to the 20th power, brilliant beyond measure and moves faster than most can keep up. He's 70, so he wanted to take a backseat and allow his family to run the family business, but did not attend for this to mean employing lazy children. With his 40 plus years of running successful franchise organizations and my 13 plus years, removing the engine is not the best business move. We are building a business with the direct mission of building black generational wealth all of which must be earned and not given. Invited the family to join in, but not a place for lazy, entitled, spoiled children. This is Brittany Yvonne issue. She's defending her lazy cousins because they were under a poor performance review and getting let go. So their dad manipulated the rest of the ownership group to convince them that Gordon is not suitable to remain in control of the company. Thus waiting until the day before his birthday when he was out of pocket celebrating his 70th birthday to revoke access. Keep it 100, queen. Um... There's a lot other there's a lot of other comments that came out here on social media and a lot of people are supporting her. Ashley said praying for you Mia. Robin said this sounds stressful. I'm sorry you were all going through this. I hope and pray you can work this out. Definitely sounds like a horrible situation. Um I don't I mean obviously it's not going to be brought up on Potomac because the show is already being aired, but um definitely sad and I hope that um I hope it gets resolved for her. So I was going to end it there. However, I have some exciting news. Um, if you're a Southern Charm fan, um, I am proud to announce that I will be adding Southern Charm to our lineup um, on Housewives Happy Hour because I am fully caught up on it and I'm obsessed with it. I think it's one of the greatest shows on Bravo um, and I'm excited to, um, to cover it on here. And so without a further ado, let's get into our first tea. Um, so Leva sat down with Us Weekly um, and she basically isn't on the best terms with all of her Southern Charm co-stars following the explosive season eight finale. Uh, she said that evening drastically changed our friendship. And um, and she's referring to her blowout fight with Craig, um, which was the finale episode, and said that it drastically changed my friendship with Craig and with many of the cast members immediately. So during the finale, um, Leva clearly hit her breaking point with Craig and then several other of the castmates while attending the Sewing Down South holiday party. She showed her frustration towards Craig after she learned that he banished his ex-girlfriend Naomi to a non-cast table for his event. And Leva said, uh, Leva told Naomi, I literally cannot do this anymore. And she said, I don't even know why I'm friends with some people. 
seemingly referring to Craig and his crew, saying so fucking toxic, and she previously voiced her issues with uh, Craig after he called Naomi his crazy ex-girlfriend at their Friendsgiving. She said, throughout the season, you could see that Craig has sort of been speaking in a really aggressive manner, like there's just a lot of emotion and he's sort of unable to navigate it himself. She said, I'm obviously innately protective of Naomi. She's like a little sister to me and he's like a little brother, you know? And she noted that Craig has big feelings, but she confessed that he needs to have better boundaries when he speaks to others, especially her and Naomi. She said, I also don't like getting yelled at, and I don't think Naomi likes that either. Um, She continued by saying, I don't let my husband speak to me that way, and I'm sure as hell not going to let Craig talk to me that way. Things escalated during the finale when Craig overheard Leva chatting with some of the Sewing Down South co-workers, many of whom that she's actually known for years. And Craig... um, crossed a boundary in Leva's eyes when he yelled at her and eventually tried to kick her out of the event. Um, He was saying, I was really just going over there to have my own conversation and be like, you know, I love you guys dearly. I don't know what's happening tonight. What's going on between me and Craig is not, don't take that personally. Um, I don't know uh, how that spiraled into something else, but it did. Um, She said that the two, uh, or when the two did go head to head, she explained that Craig's response was not okay with her. And amid the fight, she recalled seeing some of her co-stars adding fuel to the fire, which is why she unfollowed many castmates on social media in December of 2021. She said, I've lost respect for some of the people who piled on, particularly the women. I'm not one to yell at a woman, like, I just don't do it. So the ones that supported him and, like, clapped and stuff, I unfollowed those girls. And then Austin did not clap, but I was just disappointed because I feel like Austin could have wrangled him in, and he didn't. He was quiet. Um... She also revealed that not of all of her friendships were affected by the party drama, pointing to Naomi, Olivia, Taylor, and Shep as uh, being among her allies. She said, I think they all have my back. You know, it was kind of interesting because I don't know about y'all, but like I really felt like Leva kind of pulled back this season on Southern Charm. Um, season seven, you know, we really saw her, you know, holding everybody in the group accountable, having these tough conversations with people about race and everything that was going on in the world. And this season, we really didn't see her that much, and she was a main cast member. So it was kind of odd to me that we didn't get to see her as much, and she didn't really seem to be close with really anybody in the group. Um, And she had several spats with different people. So I don't know. To me, it just didn't seem like she was that much involved. Um, She had a few things going on with Craig, but I think that, you know, most of her issue with Craig, I feel like she got from other people in the group. And, you know, there was only two incidences that I can... um, two instances that I can really remember that had happened during this past season with the two of them. So, so screen rant did an article where who, um, where they talk about who will likely return to Southern charm for season nine, since we are pretty much wrapped up with the season with the reunion airing. I think there's a two part reunion. So we get one more reunion episode. Um, and with a dramatic reunion that is, you know, that we're watching viewers want to know which stars will return for the ninth season. Many cast members have come and gone following Cameron's departure during season six, and the only remaining OGs are Craig, Shep, um, Whitney, and Catherine. Um, Austin is not really an OG. He wasn't there since the beginning. Um, season eight has definitely been explosive, so I think fans are wondering who will be um, who will be coming back. And while it's likely that the original cast members will return for season nine, it's not been officially confirmed. Um, Catherine has not been active as much in season eight and her broken relationship with Caleb has left fans wondering if they will get back together, which I don't believe they will. It was revealed that Shep and Taylor broke up after the installment was filmed. Taylor was a fan favorite, but usually ex-partners don't return. Uh, but she has made a huge impact on the group and most viewers want her to come back. 
So uh, that will be interesting. Uh, Craig will also most likely return as his new romance with Paige and his beef with um, ex Naomi will bring major drama. Austin and Olivia ended season eight in a great place and fans look forward to seeing how their romance will play out. Austin's ex Madison is newly engaged and viewers think that she will return. I don't really think that she will because I don't really think that she's like best friends with everybody there. I mean, is I don't, they all kind of talk shit about her. So I don't know. Um, Leva ended season eight by getting kicked out of Craig's party. So she stated that she was done and fans have noticed that she has been an outsider throughout the newest season. Um, and with her own show, her spinoff coming, I, I don't think that she would likely return. Uh, Vanita has become very close with the group, but her falling out with um, her longtime friend Naomi and other cast members leaves fans unsure about her fate. Marcy, who is Shep's cousin, was a friend of this season and has been a breath of fresh air in season eight. And she has not had a major role, but she would be welcomed back in season nine, I'm sure. And as for Caleb, his relationship with Catherine began as a fairy tale and ended in tragedy. And it's been rumored that he will not appear in the reunion. Um, and I, I don't think he was there. I don't think he's going to be in the second part. Um, so I don't think he'll be returning for another season. And Catherine is very unpredictable when it comes to her relationships. So there is still hope that Caleb could come back. Um, cast members have not been officially confirmed. So I guess I will let you guys know if I hear anything um, further. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. So here is your Flash filming update. Atlanta is currently filming for their upcoming 15th season. Beverly Hills uh, we still is still airing on Wednesdays, and we have a three-part reunion on our way. So that will be starting just this coming week. Uh, Miami is wrapped. I do not yet have a premiere date. Jersey is wrapped. I do not yet have a premiere date. I'm thinking early February. That's what Teresa has said. Um, New York is, uh, there's no update on New York yet. I don't have any concrete, concrete, uh, casting yet. Orange County is currently still filming. Potomac is going to be airing Sunday, October 9th. So tune in for that. Um, Salt Lake City is airing on Wednesdays after Beverly Hills. So, um, you can watch that. Uh, Dubai, I believe has not yet begun filming yet. And the cast is not confirmed for season two. Um, Summer House should have been finished filming. Vanderpump Rules is wrapped as well. And Southern Charm has still airing on Thursdays. Excuse me. We have one more episode left and then, uh, then the season's over. And then I don't know when filming will begin, but I sure as hell will let you guys know when I find out. Um, and Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Ship Season 3 is wrapped. Um, it will probably likely stream on Peacock early next year, but I have been seeing the ladies doing some confessionals filming. So... We are going to be getting that early next year, I would think. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And um, before I let you guys go, just so you know, the next podcast episode, I will be back from BravoCon and I will be giving you guys my full take. And so if you're listening to this, please follow me on social media and follow me along on the journey for BravoCon. I will be posting as much as I possibly can. I will be updating you guys with all the hot Bravo lebs, Bravo lebs, Bravo liberties. Yeah, that I will be meeting and I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be such a great time. I'm also going to an event on Saturday night hosted by Instagram, uh, Instagrammer um, Your Moms Are Watching. It's a big Bravo Cant event, a Bravo, a Bravo Con event. It's called Bravo Cant, and it's for bloggers like me. And there will be some housewives there, which is kind of exciting. So I will let you guys know how the weekend goes. I will be jam-packed, and I will try my very best to post everything on social media so you guys can follow me along for the ride. So yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon.
Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. 